Baby yo. Three, two, one. We are live. Live. Right now. We're live. Okay. Sandra Palagio Castillo. You forgot my middle name. Berenice. Yes. Berenice. There you go. Sandra Berenice Palagio Castillo. There's the proper introduction. Proper introduction. Yes. You wanted to talk about self-discipline and doing what's right for oneself. Yeah. What made you want to talk about those? Well, I think that from the start of this year, I wanted to like implement some new like habits, and I thought that um, this was going to be a big growth year for me. Um, and then you know, like COVID happened and all that, and it threw me off for a while. Um, the first few months were really hard for me. But I found that um, I was able to kind of reset a lot of my intentions. And um, from there, I feel like I finally have some grounding on, like, how I want to move forward and stuff. But, um, yeah, like, earlier this year, when I, how I mentioned that it was really hard for me, um, that was, like, a regression period almost where I felt that... Um, and it, it wasn't, like, during that period, I didn't feel like I hated myself for it, for, like, regressing back to my old <clears throat> habits. But right. I did feel strange because I wanted to change so badly that um, it was frustrating me that I wasn't seeing any growth mm -hmm. at all. But now that, not that I'm completely out of that period, but now that I can see it a little better from a farther, like, standpoint, I feel that... Um, I had to almost regress or go back in order to move forward mm -hmm. or to just kind of like sit still and like feel like the really like tough emotions and stuff like that. Right. So, and yeah. You say that you've regressed. Do you feel that the regression was when COVID started or was it mm -hmm. in the very start of the year? No. You started this year, 2020, with like, hey, I want to do X, Y, Z. and yeah the first few months of trying to implement that you felt some regression or felt maybe the difficulty with trying to implement them and not being there as quickly as you wanted to be yes because um like I started off the year great like the mm -hmm. first two months I thought that I was you know right. I was doing really well mm -hmm. um and then like March rolled around and it's funny because I remember telling you that um, I thought COVID was going to last like two weeks in mm -hmm. Monterey County. Yeah, 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 yeah. same. <laughs> like, I I was reading the news internationally, internationally and I knew that it was exploding. Like the cases were just growing and growing, but I never thought it would hit Monterey County. Mm -hmm. And once I remember, once it came out that Monterey County had its first couple of cases, um, I was like, oh, this will be a two-week period. I remember texting my bosses and telling them that I wanted to take two weeks off right, that's because right. I didn't yeah. want to, <laughs> I didn't want to um, be working during the peak COVID period. Mm -hmm. And then that ended up being like months and months, and we're still there. Um, so. So the regression. Yeah. You do think that part of the regression was from COVID because I feel the same yes. way I feel that when I yes. started 2020 I had a lot of uh, goals and realizations that I knew I wanted to implement and I was doing well January and February especially 
and then I remember I went to Japan mm -hmm. and that got me out of routine yeah. on its own and then I come back looking forward to get into the routine and then COVID hit and that just upended everything yeah and even, that was a big period of regression for me as well yeah and but like you said I think that this has been a good test for a lot of people who want to implement healthy habits or enact some sort of self-discipline because like you said through the regression through the difficult feelings that everybody had experienced mm -hmm. from covid kind of reorients you and kind of almost checks you yeah. to say hey now how are you going to get through this yeah and, how are we going to move forward right yeah and so of those things that you were trying to implement what were they well I started this year with, I wanted to travel. I really right, yeah. wanted to go to Chile this year. And um, I was, you know, hoping that that was going to be a reality for me. Um, and I also thought that I was also, you know, not going to be here still in my current situation, but I am. Um, so those are just two, two things that I kind of first like saw ahead for myself and then I also wanted to um, I don't know I think I just in having certain I don't know actually let me go back because I think more of the goals that I, I, I had set in place for myself were more internal than external mm -hmm. aside from the traveling um, and those have proven to be like, I have noticed that I'm not the same person, or I've grown a lot since the beginning of the year. I feel like, um, yeah, like I said, having that period where, and like a lot of us, like, we really haven't been up to much, or maybe we have, but having that time to oneself um, has helped me, like, um, understand better, like, what I, what I want for myself moving forward, and, like, what I can make happen in, like, really difficult situations, um, so I can't really, nothing comes to mind right now when you ask me what goals I wanted for myself, because, yeah, but, um, I, mean, I, I don't I, know, what, what did you have set in place for yourself? Um, I know that coming into the new year, I wanted to, uh, work on limiting vices mm -hmm. i wanted to cut down on phone time and just make sure that i was using uh, my phone as a tool i know i wanted to read more just continue working out and eating healthy and just being disciplined to the routine that i wanted to i know that i also started this year going into 2020 making sure that i wanted to sell sell and make bread whatever i could yeah and like you said, I, you know, for you, I was in the same boat where I was doing really well with all of that for the first couple months, particularly with that I was impressed with was my foot usage of the phone screen mm -hmm. time. Um, but then that all, especially for people like you and I that are much more routine oriented. Yeah. I think that COVID, once it took away the routine, it just kind of was just chaos when it came to those types of goals. Yeah. Um, but, like you said, I guess it's a opportunity to prove to oneself 
what they can actually do mm-hmm. during hard times. And mm-hmm. it's something that you and I have, has now become a joke. Yeah. I mean, in <laughs> July, right? We were saying that July is our month. Yeah. July is going to be the month July's where, the we, month. Do <laughs> where X, we bounce back. X, and <laughs> y, Z. I remember, but I remember uh, making a list of all the goals. I've told you before where it's like, I'll have this, July had a huge list. And that was kind of like disappointing at the end of the month because I looked at that list and it was like I had expected way too much of myself. Yeah. And, <clears throat> but it's been interesting to see how, like I was telling you the other day with the journaling or writing yeah. at nighttime. Um, if I look back at my journal, I had two or three entries in July and then August, uh-huh. a few more, September much more than July and October was a bit of an off month for me but I think that just having that setting that those intentions whatever they are Mm -hmm. is a good way to just remind yourself daily that these are what I want to do and maybe it's not going to happen as quickly as you want it to happen yeah but I I feel like I'm a believer in having like these like quotes on your board yeah or having your goals in your face yeah and whether or not you're actually consciously reading them every day I feel that as long as they're around you yes they get embedded in you yeah you know so I think that setting those intentions in July and continually seeing them it's like an affirmation yeah I have an affirmation on my mirror in my room um I used to swap it out every week but recently I well three weeks ago I wrote out um i'm open to the possibility that things will turn out better than i imagine Mm -hmm. on my uh, mirror and i've left it since because i repeat it to myself when i see it it's like a reminder and i think i've really begin begun to internalize it too so i mean it seems corny to have that kind of thing maybe to some people but even when you first start using an affirmation, yeah, it feels weird. To, it feels weird to say it. Or I remember when I was studying for uh, the GMAT or trying to thinking that I wanted to go to business school. Yeah, I had an affirmation and I would say it every day or whatever, saying I will study, I will yeah score well and get into whatever university I was trying to get into. And I felt awkward every time I would say it, and finally. I just stopped saying it because it wasn't what I really wanted to right. do. Right. But it uh, does feel weird and corny. Yeah. yeah. But I think that... Well, that, I guess that's what makes it... Sometimes that, like, having things that are uncomfortable turn out to become Much habitual. More. And I guess that shows us that when we put in new habits, like, they can easily become just second nature to, to someone, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And... Like, so oh, okay. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go. No. No. You go. You okay, go. Okay. Fine. Go. We go. Um. So. You had mentioned that you were reading. The global news. Yeah. When it came to COVID. Yeah. But I know that you also enjoy reading global news. Just as a just in general. Mm-hmm. How did that start, and what, what countries do you pay attention to, mm-hmm. and what are some of the current issues that you've discovered or yeah well since I was little I always 
found that stuff really fascinating. Um, I remember being like in middle school and like going on YouTube and typing in like United Nations like conferences and like looking at like UNICEF ambassadors and listening to their speeches and um, that and part of the reason why I started to become so interested in like the rest of the world was through soccer because it's a really international sport and like you'd watch these teams like Croatia play Germany and like I don't know Ghana play Russia whatever during Mm -hmm. World Cups and then that got me wondering like oh where's where are these people from like where are they and then you start to notice that you know there's more to your bubble than you think and um yeah, so it started from when I was very little. Um, and the other question was how... How did it... So it started it when you started, were little. Yeah. You had an interest in just international people yeah. and places. That and photography, too. That's I right. remember you wanted to I wanted to be a photographer when I was little. And I would take a bunch of pictures and I'd reference, like, National Geographic and... <laughs> would it be a National Geographic photographer or a sports I photographer? wanted to be both. I wanted to be a photographer with a club team, mm-hmm. a professional club team. Um, and I wanted, I had these fantasies of like traveling with the team and like having my na- nice fancy camera games and like taking pictures of the team. And the other um, dream I had was to just be a National Geographic <clears throat> photographer and like travel to all these crazy places. And to be a Soccer photographer. Soccer and the off season, you go and be a Nat Geo. Nat Geo. That's reasonable. But soccer doesn't have off season. So no off season. Yeah. Year round. It's not baseball. Oh okay. All right. <laughs> but um. So anyways, you have this yeah. interesting global global relate or global studies, global which studies. is what you ended up majoring in. Yeah, and, and I always what, had like a like just a affinity for. I think so, and LeBron. also because I kind of pride myself in being like I always wanted to have like a unique hobby always wanted to stand out in some way not Mm -hmm. to others but to myself like Mm -hmm. oh this is my this is my thing and like this is where I find like enjoyment that no one else can understand because to an extent it like you're growing up and you're like no one understands me and like you feel all shitty and stuff as a teenager but at the same time it felt really special to kind of say like oh no one gets it but have your own little hobby to yourself so it started off that way like and were you reading articles and stuff on that or when i was little when you were little was it just more the interest and you weren't actually taking action upon actually researching these countries or or were you at that time it started with me studying italy like i studied their the geography there and i remember again going on youtube and like just watching videos on italy different regions and all that stuff and then that interests like followed me throughout like the rest of my life and um entered college and I always knew I wanted to be an interpreter of some sort like some capacity where I felt like I was using language or culture or something like that and um entered college and I knew right away that the school that I was going into had a global studies program so I um, majored in that and um from there, I mean, it just also, like, encouraged me to keep reading and um, just seeing how everything is so interconnected. 
um, we all we are all woven together and I think that we lose touch on that especially when we're so like narrow-minded and focusing on not that it's wrong but like focusing on like what's here right now um, but yeah through those classes and through like interests that I um, started to develop in college I um, became really interested in the Democratic Republic of the Congo I did my capstone on that um, and sometimes I've had to take breaks from reading news like both locally nationally and like internationally because it can be really heavy mm -hmm. and it almost it's a privilege for sure to you know step away from that stuff right. but how else can I it's like you kind of have to step back again to be able to give more of yourself at right. certain yeah, points you have to so make sure that you're in the right capacity to, yeah you don't want to overburden yourself with too much negative news yeah because it's general. really easy to just see that right so um same goes for like palestine i'd read a lot of news on that um and yeah i just continued to like you know study what's going on elsewhere and um yeah it's continued still um right now i've been through like more of a break period mm -hmm. i haven't really been following up on much but um when covid hit for sure i knew like that i wanted to kind of see where this was going to take place and again like i had no idea it was going to hit monterey county right yeah as, <laughs> it did. as it did or i mean it did hit it, it did hit it aggressively hit, yeah um but you did say that you were reading recently on the democratic republic, republic. Of yeah yeah and is it when i when i hear democratic republic that's what we are right that's what the United supposedly. States is, supposedly, where it's yeah. your democracy Rep yeah. represented by representatives. Right. And so that's what the Congo is supposed to be as well. Because in talking with you, mm -hmm. and we were talking about it yesterday, mm -hmm. it does sound like they are, that's a third, is that a, that's a third world country, right? I don't know anything about Yeah, well, them, it ranks really, really low because it's just been exploited. But it's still a democracy, mm. or said to be. Said, well, the... The country's name right. indicates that it's a right. democracy, supposedly. Like it, you know, when they um, um, when Belgium pulled out of um, the DRC, they changed the name from Zaire to the DRC because. So the name was Zaire. Yes. And then Belgium. And then um, Belgium, because they colonized, they They're colonized the there. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, the aftermath of that, um, you know, it's it's never. It was a really ugly process and all that. Um, the when Belgium pulled out, um, and they, and it's continued to just exploit the country, and um, yeah, I was reading something the other day, and I feel strange talking about it because again, it feels like a privilege to be able to just read this stuff. Right. And, um, like I said, it's just really upsetting, like... What's happening there? Um, well, so there's COVID, and the country is, like, infra infrastructurally really, really weak. Um, there are vast majorities of the country that are, like, ravaged by, um, like, what, what do they call them? Like, basically, they're uh, fighting for um, natural resources. That country has, like so many natural resources that people fight over and um like 
it just creates so much instability and, um, you know, like there's corruption and all that stuff. Um, so, like I said, um, one can, it's important for someone to stay really, um, you know, um, just very. You should be. You're the guest. I'm the guest. That's you right. Just kind of take interest in other stuff. Take, it is, yeah. Especially to, to, to take interest in uh, countries that you don't hear of yeah. as often in the mainstream media today. Yeah. And also, I think it also, we can sit and, and watch uh, CNN or Fox or mm-hmm. MSNBC, and it's all about uh, the bad news in America. Yeah. However, is it really bad news when it's compared to these other countries that are ravaged by yeah. uh, you know, negative influences that we don't even think about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I was saying yesterday how we were talking I was listening to some podcast, probably Joe Rogan, about how someone was talking about some celebrity that goes out and digs wells or helps build wells mm-hmm. for the pygmies, which I don't know much about them at all, but mm-hmm. Uh, it's just amazing to think that yeah that's that's happening yeah you know what I mean that even that that's even happening I don't think that that's where the importance comes with paying attention to outside yeah countries that are much less fortunate than, yeah than our own it's a balance you know it is get a little outside and you have to get a little inside too how many countries can you name right now right now <laughs> right now I can probably name. In the capitals. I can't name the capitals, but I could probably name like ninety percent of the world's countries. Weren't you able to name all of them it's at been one a, point? At one point, yeah. At one point. Yeah. That's a lot. Of I countries. need to brush up a little bit. Which ones are your favorite? Favorite Chile. countries that I want to go visit one day. Sure. Chile, in South America, um, North America. I want really want to go to Guatemala. Um. Italy and Europe, and um, in Asia, I'd love to go to, I'd really like to go to Iran. Iran would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. That would be awesome. And then Oceania, I don't know too much about. There's like those little cluster of islands and stuff. Oceania. Oceania. You want to go? 1984. Orwell. Yeah. Nice. I didn't even know that that was a real country until you well, said Well, it's that. a continent. Continent. Yeah, it's a cl- it's like a, um, you know, like... Yeah, it's a cluster of cluster islands. Cluster of islands, yeah. So, Oceania. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, yeah, we read that one. book. I we felt like that, that was book. very relevant to this It was <laughs> very relevant. It's very relevant. Yeah. How, d- how do you think the relevance has been? Well... Okay, so now that I'm trying to think about what the book was about. For all of the listeners, we, I found during the uh, River Fire, I was at my parents' house, and I found two copies of 1984, which was a book that Sandra and I were interested in reading again. And so we were both reading it at the same time. Yeah. It was very romantic. It was book club. Book club. Yeah. But we didn't talk about it that much. We talked about it a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. We would dabble good. a little there, dabble. here and there. But how do you feel it's relevant in today's Oh, like world, just one thinking for oneself for sure. Yeah, um, one for one. Yep. Because 
I mean, I don't know if the listeners have read the book before, but um, pretty much the main character at the end is brainwashed by his by his government, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Because he was a free-thinking individual, and he was, you know, on to their corruption and their lies and all that. Um, so, I mean, it ties into today, and like again, just going back to the news, um, people get very riled up very easily with um, current events and like what politicians said this or what got enacted and blah blah blah. And I mean not to take away from the importance of politics, but um, it's so important to read from different sources um, and you you decide what, what what you're extracting from that, you know? It's important to not take everything so um, hold it true to your heart if you're reading from whichever news, yeah, you right, know? Right. Um, and what would you say the remedy is for those that are caught up in that you know those people that are are the cnn fanatics and fox fanatics and those that only listen and read you know one side or one source Mm -hmm. and they are riled up by it they are extremely agitated and that just seems to be to take over their life at some point What, what is the remedy for that do you think i don't they pull someone away from that how do yeah I well that's the hard part i don't know because like i feel like there's a lot of people who just get so swept up by it and not that i don't because you know we all do we all do but it's just you have to have that self-awareness to realize like at the end of the day the media does sensationalize certain stories or they do kind of bend the yeah bend the the truth. the truth or whatever or you know, take certain words out of context. So, um... I think that's part of what is so sneaky about today's media, mm-hmm. and including social media and technology on a whole, is mm-hmm. that, you know, I feel like you were a fan of, or I know you were a fan of Mad Men, mm-hmm. and that was marketing way back in the day, right? Yeah. That was when marketing was the like boom. golden age, yeah. Golden age of marketing, and that to me was... I don't know a lot about that area, but it seemed like that was more of like a fair game when it came to marketing, <laughs> even though it still did play on people's psych- emotions, you know, emotions and psyche. And psyche and yeah. It was, it was, marketing is very psychologically driven, but now it seems as though these media uh, and tech companies are so good at manipulating and taking advantage of people's weaknesses mm-hmm. that just become so addictive and so mm-hmm. uh, ingrained into what you believe that, yeah. that they are taking you know in a way with 1984 um, like at the end of 1984 it's like why didn't they just kill him yeah because uh, they didn't they, right? they did not kill him no what they ended up doing was it was like it was more important to break the individual and mm-hmm. to prove that they are in absolute control over what this person thinks and yeah. does and is um, like they do. They break him to the point where, you know, there was the thought that his love for Julia Julia was so strong that he would never give her up. And that was the ministry of truth. Yeah. Or ministry of love or whichever love. one, yeah, yeah. one love. conducts the punishments. That was their goal was to break someone so far that they would even Betray. give up uh, their most beloved 
beliefs or people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems as though the media today has been able to do just that or at least insert themselves into one psyche yeah to where your whole life is is agitated and and you have to see what's going on and you have to know and if it's doesn't agree with what you believe then something is wrong yeah there's no way it can be can go against you so yeah it's i don't know i mean you brought up Mm self-awareness and this was a topic that we had talked about yesterday which was the yeah differences between self-conscious was your thought bubble my thought bubble. your thought bubble it's just sanders thought bubble well you were trying to figure out if self-consciousness well we were first trying to figure out what conflate means right and because we were driving down big sur and we were listening to music and then i was like what does conflate mean that's right (laughs) and i don't know exactly what it means i could look it up right now but my understanding of conflate is to wrongfully compare something right that's what i thought too let's look this up it just has that connotation when i think of that word conflate Conflate. definition and so you to combine into one conflate so you're just combining into one the urban crisis conflates a number of different economic and social issues that's it used in a sentence so essentially it just means to i thought to conflate mean to like inaccurately compare something yeah that's what i thought but i guess that would be in a, used in a sentence, you would say, you can't conflate those two. Right, yeah. So anyways, what were you trying to conflate? I was trying to conflate um, self-awareness and self-consciousness. Um, and what brought about this thought bubble? This thought bubble was started by, I don't really know. I don't really know I how it started. It started with... Well, I thought that because we were out hiking, yeah, and I didn't want me to take pictures. That's right. Okay, yeah, he was trying to. We were he. Yeah, we never take, take pictures. pictures. So I was trying to. Take he was trying to pictures. take cute pics, cute couple pics, cute and couple I was pics. like, oh, I'm I'm shy. I'm right. You just kept saying self conscious. Yeah. yeah, and I would like turn my head and stuff. And so on the drive back, I was like, wait, what does conflate mean? So to tie this all back. Um, we then had like a talk about like, well, what is self-consciousness and how do we feel about that term versus self-awareness or not even versus, but just the relation. Yeah. What is the relation between the two? Yeah. And, um, I think I came to my understanding of the two was that, uh, self-awareness is a much more inward experience and self-consciousness turns out to be more of a outward experience at least for me i know that people use those inter- interchangeably but um how one is perceived externally or yeah. how one thinks they're perceived how one thinks, thinks they're perceived, they're perceived. that's yeah. key but yeah self-awareness is knowing oneself for true right 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 and how do you think that how have you developed your own self-awareness because you are a very mm-hmm. observational person yeah and very self-aware mm-hmm. and disciplined and independent. Mm-hmm. How do you feel you've developed that and what has really brought you to to that point? Right. Well, I think that um, I was raised by parents that, you know, they, they always encouraged that out of us. Um, like, they always wanted us to 
do our own thing. They're very, they were very protective of us for sure. Um, but they, at the end of the day, I know that like us being children, they did want us to grow up being very independent mm -hmm. individuals, especially like growing up and being first generation here. I think they really want to, wanted us to come out very well rounded and like be being able to land on our two feet. Um, and so that that always was a thing um, growing up and oh, that feel... and me being an introvert right I think that... really became very 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 like bonded because I was so shy to ask for help I was so shy to reach out and it turned out into me almost and it maybe even became more of a thing where she's like where people thought oh she's so independent right. doesn't comes off as very standoffish because I was so shy. Mm -hmm. um, but then it actually became a trait of mine, I think. Um, I'm not so shy anymore, I think. Right. I'm just very reserved and like, um, I, I'm able to do my own thing comfortably. Um, and so I think that's how it came about. Um, at first it was a weakness of mine, I think, being so shy, but mm -hmm it turned into me being able to figure out things kind of for myself or like um, asking for help from people that I really, really trusted. Right. So um, that came about and self-consciousness has always been a thing for me. Like self-esteem is never, you right. know, an uphill Lord, climb. Yeah. yeah, it's some days you're great, some days, you know. So um, I always thought like, and I went through periods when I was little where I had all these insecurities and like some days I'd feel great, some days um, I just really didn't like my body or I hated the way I sounded or people had this idea of me like, oh, she's so X, Y, Z. Yeah, right. And that you thought they had. That they thought that I thought they had or that they would explicitly tell, sure. like straight up just say like, oh, you're so, you know. Right. Um, and... Well, now that I've mentioned that, I think that the the two can be very related for sure, but um, what two? Self awareness and self consciousness. Okay. But um, for me, at least, they um, appear more as inward and outward. And I think that that you touched on a, something that I I believe in, and that was first. I had a. a a therapist, a physical therapist that was working on my arm at one time, and he had said to me for the first time when we were talking about anxiety, I'm going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I, will, I will run on this, this thought right now. But anyways, what Sandra had mentioned was that she was naturally more of an introverted person, uh, which can be, or even you know, much more shy, which on the on the surface one might think that that's uh, a weakness or might perceive that trait to be a weakness uh, but then as you grow and become much more self-aware with that trait uh, it can develop into a strength and so this physical therapist that I was seeing uh, he was the first one that I really disclosed uh, my own anxiety uh, that was occurring during that time uh, too and because he was a uh, psychologist or psychology major that's what he had studied in college and he has gone through multiple bouts of anxiety and he what he told me was that you know eventually 
once you get a control over your anxiety, it's going to become a great, almost uh, uh, strength of yours. You know, you're going to be those people that are anxious are a little bit more uh, observant, uh, just have the ability to think abstractly about many different situations and that can become a strength. Were you able to hear what I was saying? I heard nothing. I was just saying that how you had mentioned that being shy and introverted yeah. at one point was felt as though it was a weakness. Yeah. And then like you said it developed into a strength. Yeah. Which has developed into being observant, self aware. Mm-hmm. The ability to think critically about your current situation mm-hmm. without asking for help. And I think that, like you said, it can develop to the point where you aren't, you're so used to trying to think critically about your own situations that you're a little hesitant to ask for help from others yeah. or to share with others. Yeah. But uh, again, that's just the process of going through it. Yeah. Um, and so maybe the, the things that we are self conscious about can become strengths through yeah. the process of developing self-awareness. Oh, for sure. You know? Yeah. Um, so I think that that's a important thing yeah. to touch on. I mean, yeah. um, let's see. Music. You like music. Yes. A lot, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, yeah. and your favorite artist at the time, is it is it accurate to say that your favorite artist right now is Krugabin? Yes. That is true? Yeah, Fact. yeah. I listen to them pretty pretty much... Krungbin and Chill. Krungbin and Chill, yes. Krungbin. Krungbin. How do you spell that? K-H-R-U-A-N-G-B-I-N. Wow. Krungbin. Impressive. And it means airplane in Thai. Oh, okay. Are they... They're not a Thai band, though. No, but I think American a lot of their... they're they from? They're from Texas. This oh, is okay. <laughs> what? Tell us about them. They're a good band. I like them. I know what I know. I like them. They're good. Um, that's why they have the song Texas Sun. Texas Sun, because that's where they're from. It's a great song. Yeah. No, yeah, I just, I found them sometime around last year, and um, a lot of their music um, is instrumental. Right. And it's very heavy on the bass, at least for me. I really like to listen to the, the bass player. Mm-hmm. Um and I have listened to them so much that I feel like when I hear certain songs, I can almost paint a story in my head of, like, their, their music. Is it a story that you've, like, is it a personal story that you're going through when you're, when you're listening to his music? Or, mm-hmm. is it like, or is it like, I think that this song is about X, X Y, Z? You know? Both. Because there's one song that reminds me a lot of my grandma. She passed away this year. And um, I remember I was listening to that song one day on, on a run. Because I listen to really slow music sometimes when it's I run. It's nice listening to them yeah, when, when you run. Yeah, it is. And, um, yeah, it, it just reminded me a lot of my grandma. And um, a lot of the, their music is really good to listen to, like, in the background and... Or when you're, you just know, meditating, wind, journaling, down. winding yeah, down. Yeah. Really good driving music if you like just chill. Like, right. don't want too much craziness. And you're over your trap rap music, EDM. Yeah. It's very chill. Yeah. Very peaceful music. Very peaceful music. It's good music. Yeah. And if you had to recommend one song by them, would it be Texas Sun? Hmm. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend that one. Because it's mixed with... Uh, 
Mixed with Leon Bridges? Leon with, Bridges, yeah. Oh, okay, Which yeah. goes, pairs together very well, but yeah, I feel yeah. like if you listen to that, do you think that that's the, the true Krugbin? No, because no. they're... Majority of them is instrumental. Majority is instrumental, yeah. And they're playing off of also his style of music, too. Right. Um, his sound. So if I were to recommend a song... It's still a great song. Yeah, it's really good. Texas Sun. Um, right now. Zion... What is it called? Zionsville. Zionsville? Zionsville. Zionsville by Krugman. Yeah. Listen to it. <laughs> Listen today. Right now. Right now. This is not an ad either. <laughs> if you had to choose, so they are your favorite artist, but you also yes. have been following. Really like Isaiah Rashad. Oh, that's right. Isaiah Rashad. <laughs> Just kidding. You do? Yeah, no, you I do. You do like him I a do. lot. And, uh, I'm like kind of expecting Isaiah Rashad to be my number one artist on Spotify at the end of the year. You think so? I think so. Number one? Spent a lot of time listening to his stuff. Which albums have you been listening to? Um, the Sun's Tirade. Okay. And. What is the pre- Sylvia Demo, I think. Sylvia Demo, okay. Sylvia Demo. Which is your, what's your favorite song by him, would you say? Mm. Ooh, that's a hard question. Isaiah Rashad? Isaiah Rashad. Yeah. Favorite, favorite song. Um, I don't have one, but recommend if you guys haven't heard of him, or if you have. He's very good. He's cool. He is. What do you think... Because you listen to a lot of music, yeah. you make a lot of playlists, and you have a very good music taste. What <clears throat> was it that really, when did music really become a part of your life? And when did you know that this was something that you're just really into? I'm really into Because you listen, you do listen to it all the time. Yeah. My dad, he was a DJ, still is a DJ probably, would say. Um, yeah, he always had music and still has music playing around all the time. And um, so I grew up listening to a lot of stuff. Um, and again, this like me just being an introvert, I found a lot of like solace sure. in listening to music, but at the same time it was really comforting. And again, it was a very inward experience for me. I would listen to music literally all the time or just anywhere I could. You know, back when iPods were a thing and, like, you could only download, like, if you only had 10 songs for the road trip, that's all you that's were going to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it started from when I was really little and, like, my dad was really big, is really big on music and it carried on to me. And it's more for me than anything. Like, I make my dumb little monthly playlists. It's good. I like them. And I, it's like crafting. It's that whole thing about mm. creating. Like, I, I have always wanted to consider myself an artistic person and like again tying this back to 2020 like I've had such a deep craving for wanting to create things and like seeing things come to fruition and like making playlists is like just a tiny little speck of like creating something you make your playlist you listen to your stuff and then you listen to it two months down the road and you're like oh wow this is what I was listening to in October October was full of you know like I've said a lot of the music that I've heard before I can tie back to like certain periods of my life Mm -hmm. because you know it becomes a part it's a part of your life and you listen to certain songs and they bring about certain emotions and stuff so that's cool I didn't realize that that's 
why you or I just never thought of that mm-hmm. with the benefit of divvying up your playlist by month is that you can associate whatever happened in October yeah. to the music that you put in there. Yeah. I so, don't, you know, that's not me, but... It's an extension of, like, journaling, I guess. Yeah, totally. That's cool. Journaling your daily shit, because then you figure out, like, you go to September 2019, and you're like, oh, wow, like, here I was at this time last year, like, doing this, or whatever. Right. And, yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, what would you say, if you want to wrap this up, we're at 45 minutes. Okay. We don't have to, but if you want to, we could end it. And what my last question would be would be, you know, if you had to tell somebody or give them advice today on anything, what it's like to be 23, Mm. what would you, what would you say? What advice would you give someone who's 27? And then I'll answer I'm, my question. I'm the host, all right? Mm. I mean, I think that my advice would be to, again, try to do your very best to develop your own self-awareness and your own self-consciousness. And through that, I think you gain a much better understanding of what you truly want and what you truly are about, who you are as like a true individual you're pursuing your own truth right and once you are able to understand those and connect the dots and and there's a lot of turmoil in discovering that because a lot of the time the reason that it's your truth it makes sense that it's going to go against what everybody else says Mm -hmm. because it's yours right Mm -hmm. it's i find it to be almost gross that society expects you know there's a number of paths out there, but it's gross that the society thinks that this one path is meant for as many positions as offered, right? Yeah. So, like, there's one corporation and there's a thousand different positions, but they expect that position to be yeah the path meant for a thousand different yeah. people and it's totally not true mm-hmm. and so you have that turmoil when you just start to discover that about yourself mm-hmm. all i can advise is to pay attention and try to hold on to that truth and don't try to bend it mm-hmm. because i think the more you cultivate that truth and the more you um develop and understand it mm-hmm. and grow more comfortable with it as yeah. to more accepting maybe even because some of them might just be some of the truths that you realize might even be uh, surprising to yourself mm-hmm. and almost unknown to you until that moment yeah. and I think the more you develop the more you focus and the more you become at peace with it uh, the higher chances they are of happening yeah and the higher chances you are of actually taking action on them you know what I mean yeah instead of just thinking about it all the time kind of like this podcast like I've thought about it for so long yeah and tried so many different times um, but I've always held on to that I've never tried to bury that like you're not going to do a podcast you're not going to do it and now I'm trying again yeah Um, so that would be my advice to 27 year old be my advice to 20 year old 20 people in their 20s people in their 20s I would say that's a that's my piece that's my advice don't get caught up on that develop don't get caught up on all the external things of society yeah. that is today 
focus more on developing your own self-awareness. Your own self-awareness. <clears throat> your turn. My turn. Um, as a 23-year-old, this year hasn't Someone, been very exciting. Right. But I don't know. I would advise just to anyone um, to like hold yourself with a little wonder and like the same way you can just be really amazed by how others are doing or how you know um, just hold yourself with a little wonder and give yourself more credit than than you than you give yourself um, but also hold yourself accountable and realize okay do I really need to take a break right now or am I just is it getting uncomfortable is it yeah move with your own understand your like discomfort and then move with it because it's really easy to just stay stuck in that that position um so as a 23 year old who's meandering maybe a little bit or maybe they have it all figured out and they're just trying to put things in place um yeah just take it a day at a time and you know hold yourself accountable I think that ties in nicely with what you were saying at the beginning of this, which is, as you said, move with your discomfort. Mm-hmm. It's similar to how you were talking about continuing to move forward with the regression that took place yeah. in this year. Yeah. So, there we go. That concludes today. That concludes the episode Sunday, today. Sunday fun day. Krugabin and Krugabin. What's the, what's the name of the song? Um... Zionsville. 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 Listen to it, or else, or else you don't listen to it. Or else. Or else. (laughs) Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. Say goodbye. Signing off. Signing off. Over and out.